Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. cool cats and kittens. You knew I was going to throw that in there at some point or another. We are back for another week of Cuckoo with Coco. I hope you guys are prepared for what I have for you today, but you're not going to be prepared because you don't know what I'm going to say, so that makes no sense. So that was my strong opening. I turned the air conditioning off because I think it was a little bit too loud for me, and I don't know how that plays for you, but it's been pretty quiet in the background with the humming. But if you hear anything today, it's just the overhead fan, which I refuse to turn off because hot. I just worked out and I'm starting to feel really good again. I don't know. Maybe I keep pinching my belly fat like, come on, go <laughs> like what every girl does. But <clears throat> today, I don't know if it's going to be an hour, how long it's going to be. I'm going to try and stretch this. I have some notes that I've taken this week <sighs> and people just get more and more strange. So let's go with this. So my, my, I hope everybody's had a good week so far. I hope everybody enjoyed episode 30. I apologize for episode 29, I believe, which was the one with me and the bean hater, because apparently I didn't introduce him and we kind of just dove into everything, but that's how it goes sometimes. Sometimes you just forget shit. I forget a lot of shit all the time. Like I will think of things to say in this podcast and then immediately forget what I wanted to say. As soon as I start the shit. So I have decided that all my notes and everything are not going to be on paper anymore. They're just going to be on the computer where I can pull things up and pull links up and stuff so I can see what the fuck I'm talking about. So I got on Saturday, I was left to my own devices because guys day out, whatever. So I was left to my own devices to do whatever I wanted and watch whatever I wanted without backseat criticism. Now, what I mean by backseat criticism is... I don't always watch the most intelligent shit, and here's why. For 40 hours out of the week, or let's say, what is it, like 35? Yep, 35, because I have a seven-hour workday because I get an hour of unpaid lunch, which never happens because I'm always working through lunch because people don't know how to leave me alone. So for 35 hours during the week, Monday through Friday, My brain is always going. I have super brain because I remember things that I don't need to remember unless I'm at work. So after your brain's been in overdrive all day long, the last thing you want to do is watch more smart shit. That's what I've come to learn. And that's always been my excuse. So at four o'clock, once I get home at 4.30, I'm done being smart for the day. And that might be a criticism of myself. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. 
I used to come home after working at a pediatric office and fucking watch Jersey Shore and watch, you know, Snooki and the stupid little other one, Dina, fall all over each other at a bar at a beach. Okay. So that was my source of entertainment after being in billing mode where you have to like know everybody's co-pays, know their balances, know their deductibles, know their co-insurance. Like it's enough is enough. At the end of the day, I want to watch something that makes me stupid for four hours. If that's what I choose. And that is what I choose. So, left to my own devices on a Saturday, I was watching National Geographic, I think, or was it Discovery? One of those channels that likes to show a lot of animals. So I was watching (laughs) things on giant robber crabs. And man, let me tell you what. (laughs) Them things are huge, okay? When it's crawling around, like someone even picked one up. And I was like, dude... (laughs) The shit, okay, if you've ever seen Alien and you know, like, what the face huggers look like, it's about that size. (laughs) It could legit wrap around your face. It's how big it was. It was about the size of a baseball mitt if I had to put it to an actual item to measure it with. So it was the size of a baseball mitt. And I don't remember much from that hour besides the fact of this shit is huge. They roam across the floor altogether and like the entire rainforest floor looks like it's moving okay so that's happening these things they they have one weakness okay the weakness is the yellow ant and they call it the crazy ants now what that does is apparently its bite has a venom to it i guess like when you you know how you deal with fire ants i don't know who's ever dealt with that before but let me tell you something i've dealt with those shits before that shit is painful okay it feels like you're being stabbed over and over again with a needle and i've gotten a tattoo that that pain is whatever that's selective being shocked because there's red ants crawling up your leg and they're biting you and you have no control over that like even if you swat them away they crawl back up like they're really interested in seeing what you taste like and that's disgusting (laughs) so the yellow ant apparently has a paralyzing bite that I watched so many of these things. I know this doesn't make any sense and you guys have no idea, but look this shit up. It's crazy. These ants, if they gang up enough on a crab, they will freaking, they, if they all like climb on top of one, they will take one down. And I watched as like a million of them jumped on this big one and, you know, like took it down. And I was like, Oh, gross. It was just disgusting altogether. But what I really thought was funny is how the female crabs, okay? So the females, once they have, I don't, do they mate? Uh, See, this is why I can't, I can't be watching these things. But they have like the females, while they're crawling around, have like this clear sack under them that's open in the front. So it's like one of those um, fanny packs almost. And it's filled with eggs. So... She's not unzipping anything, though. The thing is already open. But the eggs are, I guess, so stuck together that they don't fall out, which is another cool thing about, you know, animals and shit. So, <clears throat> so, excuse me. Throat's dry. Um, so this fanny pack of eggs is underneath this freaking, um, it's underneath the female crab. And when they're ready to release their eggs into the water, they freaking twerk a little bit. To shake them out of the sack. Which I was like, like it puts its two big claws up in the air and it's dancing. 
and it shakes them out into the water. And then I was like, oh, that's really funny. Like it was cracking me up while I was watching it. And then I'm like, wait a second. So you're telling me that these little things that are probably the size of like an eye, like the eye of a needle, as they say, is in the water. Now, I'm very dramatic. Anybody who knows anything about me knows that I exaggerate a lot. So here's my fear now, (laughs) which is really irrational. That's why I'm laughing before I explain this to you, because, you know, we're just hanging out. So this is what I have to tell you about this. So this lady is shaking her millions of eggs out into the water. And it's not just one crab. It's like a whole bunch of females. Like they all know to go to the water's edge together. And when the wave splashes up, they're doing their little dance with their claws up in the air. And they're shaking their bellies around like they're shaking like diarrhea out, whatever. (laughs) Egg diarrhea. (laughs) So... They do this and the eggs go into the ocean. And I was talking to, I was talking to my friend Ellie and Carrie. I was talking to both of them during this travesty of animal shit. And I was like, okay, so (laughs) here's the last thing I'm ever doing. And they were like, what are you even watching? Number one. And number two, what is your problem? My problem is, is that ocean with eggs okay because the eggs are like plankton and they just float along in the ocean and i'm like all right me as a swimmer and having a vagina means that at any point something unknown can go up my vagina so in in the ocean okay i'm not talking about any kind of like sexual experience none of that this is not what this is what this is is an irrational fear of going in the water And one of those eggs, not that it would be anywhere near that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, who knows what is being carried in those waves? And the fucking egg just zoop right up. Because it's already been, like, fertilized. It just needs somewhere to fucking, you know, be a baby. Like, (laughs) Like, it needs somewhere to develop and form. So I told Carrie and Ellie and, oh, and Alex, my friend Alex, call her Choco, um, I was like, okay, so, you know, never going back in the ocean again, okay? Because I don't want plankton in my vagina. And I don't want to be impregnated by the ocean. I am not Moana, even though that's not what happened in that movie. I don't want to feel like the ocean is calling to me in that way. You know, I want it to be like the ocean's calling me in the way to lay on the beach and just chill. I don't think at this stage of adulthood I go into the ocean anymore, to be honest with you. I haven't really thought about going into water unless I can, unless it's clear enough that I can see what I'm looking at. You know, like if you go to the Caribbean or something, like when I went to, when I went on the carnival cruise line with my mom a couple years ago, it was like my 22nd birthday or something. And because my grandmother took me on my 21st birthday on a cruise and it was fab. So the following year, me and my mother went. So... (laughs) That being said, that water is so clear in the Bahamas or Grand Turk, wherever the hell we were, because we made multiple stops and you could see your feet in the water. That's the type of water I'm trying to fuck with. Anything I can't see, like Manhattan, those beaches like Rockway and shit. No, thank you. Condoms and used other stuff in the water. No, thank you. That's a big pass for me. So like I said, I don't want to be impregnated by the ocean. So... With that being said, my next, my concluding factor was that 
I'm going to have to vacuum seal it up or, you know, figure out how to put some blacker over it because a bathing suit's not going to cut it. Especially, you know, sometimes girls, when you were younger, if you remember sitting in the, sitting on like where the water would um, hit the, hit the sand, like you would just sit there to cool down a little bit after playing around, whatever. And then sand just bunched up in between your crotch area of your bathing suit. And you had to like pull your bathing suit away to get all the sand out. Yeah, no. See, that's why bathing suits don't work. They're not going to block anything and they're not going to block plankton. <laughs> if anyone's freaking watched um, Nemo, you know how small those things are. They're microscopic. You're not seeing anything. But in any case, another thing that made my skin crawl was after they had babies, <laughs> after they had a, after they have the, the eggs hatch and whatever, these babies come out and they look like they, they're so clear and they're so tiny and they look so fragile and that's when they show, that's when they debuted the yellow ants as the issue as to why that population is going down. And they want the crabs to survive because these yellow ants are taking over and it's almost like deforestation. Like they're fucking up all the, they're fucking with all the trees and everything. Anyway, nature's crazy. Science is crazy. And then the next thing I saw was something about giant squids and (laughs) one has nothing to do with the other. But I'm just going to say the way these creatures evolve and stuff to the point where we're studying them more to see if the giant versions of themselves exist is crazy. So I found it interesting that these things possess a beak. And I'm like, oh, they have beaks? So what they did was they they did the autopsy, but they said that they had – the beak was inside – So they show the beak and it's like black. And I'm like, all right, so how does this beak work? And basically is what it is, is the edges are so sharp that once they're paralyzed by the venomous saliva, all they have to do is snap down on them. And that's how they kill their prey. But like they do that with everything on the ocean floor possible. And then apparently they store these creatures in their mouths until they're ready to eat them. Like they hide them away. I was like, hmm. Okay, ocean, you win. (laughs) So I'm telling you, this is why I am not going in the ocean anywhere. It's an irrational fear, but it's a fear, and I'm going to hold on to it for a little bit. So that's what I'm going to say about animals. (laughs) It's just so weird how we have all these creatures all over the place, and we still don't know half the shit that's going on in the water. Like the Megalodon shit. First of all, that movie with Jason Statham was freaking bonkers. And I would rather it just kill me than freaking try and run from it. And I know that's stupid, but at the same time, I have asthma. My heart is not going to take that kind of pressure and anxiety of some huge ass thing that's the size of probably a Goodyear blimp coming after me with razor sharp teeth. That thing will be on me before I see it. If you haven't seen that movie yet, you should. But I'm telling you right now, sharks, that size, no thanks. That shit... The shark from Deep Blue Sea had nothing on Megalodon. That movie, The Meg, uh uh-uh, no, uh uh-uh, no. (laughs) That, that, dangerous shit. Dangerous creatures everywhere. On land, I can do something. In water, I'm dead. I'm dead in the water. I've seen open water. I've seen Jaws, which was comical more than it was scary. But I'm sure when you're younger, it's scary because you like to go in the ocean. I do not. (laughs) So... Deep blue sea. What else? 
Anyway, there's a whole bunch of, like, water-based fear-ass movies. Some have to do with alligators and shit now. Apparently, they're moving away from sharks and towards alligators. Also, what's with this stupid shit about meth alligators or meth gators, whatever? Whoever came with that shit <laughs> needs to take a walk. <laughs> but, like there, like I said, there's so many, like, dangerous things. That, and, and people are another breed of dangerous creature because, you know, I listen to this true crime podcast shit all the time and I just can't believe, like, half the stuff people have done in their lifetime. Like, serial killers just preying on the LGBT community, like, in the 70s. That's what I was just listening to before. But, but then there's also the Gianni Versace shit. And I was like, how did this guy... So basically with Gianni Versace, I don't know if I covered this yet, but Gianni Versace was shot multiple times on his front doorstep in his place in South Beach. I think it was. Yeah. Andrew Cunanan was the guy who killed him. And he he had issues, I think, with people rejecting him, is what it was. He was out loud, proud, and gay. And he had no problem with himself, but he had problems with people who rejected him because he wanted to be big and famous. And one of the people that rejected him was Gianni Versace, who who he aspired to be, who he thought was his icon at the time and who he wanted to get to know better. But then like he built up this whole persona that wasn't actually him. So he was being fake the whole time and nobody was catching on to it. But I think Gianni probably caught on to it. So Andrew Cunanan was a nutcase. I think he killed four people before he got to Gianni. And he shot him point-blank range, once in the face, I think, and twice in the chest. I don't know. It was multiple times. It was the craziest thing ever. Darren Chris played him in, in The Assassination of Gianni Versace, which is on FX on Hulu, and it's also on Netflix. So if you have either of those things, you should probably check those out. Because I love Darren Chris for that. And he was amazing. So he was amazing in it as Andrew Cunanan. I mean, he doesn't... Let me tell you something. These killers, these people that they have portraying these killers look nothing like the killer itself. Like, there might be minor similarities, but it's not 100%. And that is why I've said before in past episodes, we have to stop romanticizing killers. Like, you are having us fall in love with these guys who are doing bad shit to people because these celebrities look so good. So that's the conclusion I've drawn from that. Going back to dangerous people, though... I have gotten back into one of the things I used to watch a couple years ago. I'm going to word it this way. One of the things I used to watch a couple years ago on TLC was Gypsy Sisters. Now, recently, I just found out that TLC On Demand is on Hulu. I switched to Hulu Live because Sling was fucking up too much, and I would rather pay more money and get better quality shit because I'm a spoiled brat. So I was watching my big, fat American Gypsy wedding. And then I noticed one of the Stanley sisters, which is from the Gypsy Sister show, on my big fat American Gypsy wedding. Whatever. Whatever the title is. I don't care. So <laughs> I was like, I wonder if they have the Gypsy Sister show I used to watch with someone who used to be my best friend. She's no longer my best friend. She can go eat shit. Um, so I watched that show. I got back into that real heavy. And I started watching it. And I was like... These girls are fucking crazy. So basically, a little bit of backstory for you. These four girls, these four family members, live in Martin Martinsburg, West Virginia, and they are Romneshall gypsies. 
They're Romneys is what they call them. Romneys, whatever. Not Mitt Romney, Romneys. So you basically get to see what they go through daily life with each other. And they, uh, they show a lot of fighting. Basically, I feel like all they do is fight and make up in this family. They fight really bad. They get into physical altercations. And it was just, it got to be so funny at one point that I was like, oh my God. Like, I couldn't even believe it. I just could not believe it. I was laughing so hard at all the fighting that was going on. But then I was like, what the fuck is wrong with them? Like, they they validate their fighting. Like, they're like, well, this is what Rumneys do. This is what our culture is about. We fight and then we make up. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But when you have to get physical with a family member, I think that's a little bit overboard is what I think. If you had to ask my opinion, which you don't. But so this is basically what happened. So Melly is one of the she's like the hype man of arguments. Like she likes to argue, but to a point where it's way too much. So I'm going to give you a scenario. So one of the girls, Kayla, Kayla, the cousin, was with Laura, her sister-in-law. They were at a bar. They invited Melly and Laura and Kayla were trying to go into business doing kids clothes, like starting a clothing line, whatever. That's cool. So Nettie, of course, is the matriarch they call her on the show. She's the older one. She's Melly's sister. And Melly and Nettie, it's always Melly and Nettie versus Laura and Kayla. So Laura and Kayla go into business together behind Nettie's back. And then Melly finds out. And Melly goes and hangs out with Laura and Kayla at the bar to just chill. Melly's pregnant, so she's not drinking. And she, Kayla and Laura are having a private conversation. Melly's sitting in between them. So she's privy to that conversation only because of the position of where she's sitting. So, of course, Nettie calls. Melly's there, and prior to the phone call that Nettie made to them in the bar, Kayla and Laura were telling Melly how Nettie just barged in on their business. So this was a terrible idea to say this in front of this chick, because she is Nettie's hype man to beat someone's ass. So Melly yelled over the phone while they were having conversation because they had planned on doing like a tubing trip with just the kids and Melly's pregnant. So that would be something to try and avoid is being in an inflatable tube going down bumpy snow, I would assume. So of course, Melly got upset that she was not really invited. And Kayla and Laura were like agreeing to go. So everybody was going but Melly. And Melly screamed out, Oh, did you know that they're talking about you and saying that you moved in on their business and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, Kayla hung up on Nettie. So you see what I mean? Like, that's an instigator right there. And Melly's number one for that. And that's fine. If you're going to be an instigator, be an instigator. But don't do it with your family. Like, I think that's really fucked up. So one of the so another so another situation that happened was that the two younger cousins were going after going at each other. So Nettie's daughter, I think, and Kayla's daughter were going at each other on the internet over some stuff. So of course the adults got involved and decided they were going to fist fight each other on someone's lawn and it was a big mess, but it didn't have to escalate that way without Melly sticking her nose in. And Melly of course does what Melly does. She sticks her nose into everything and she likes to fight with everybody and nothing's off limits. And like the only reason why Nettie got physical with Kayla was because of Melly. And I 
hate, if there's one thing I can't stand, is someone who doesn't try to de-escalate a situation before it gets physical. Like, realize she has, like, no kind of conscience, I feel like. And she was pregnant at the time, and she was trying to get in on the fight, too. Anybody anybody who doesn't watch this show is not going to relate to what I'm saying at all. But if you know what an instigator is, you kind of do relate to what I'm saying, which is, like, come on. Like... <laughs> More of more of what I was interested in with the show is the culture. So I tried to do a little bit of research. It didn't go that well. But they have strict rules and regulations on how to get married and when to get married. Like, girls aren't really supposed to date or talk to anyone outside of the gypsies. So they call us, people who are not gypsies, gorgeous. They call cops muskers, and that's all I know on terminology so far. So gorgers are people who are not Romneys, and muskers are police officers. And you know what's weird is how how people, how they're like another group of people that feel like they can't, like they have a bad rap. That's basically what it is. Like everywhere they go, like when they throw their parties and weddings and stuff, they have to ask the owners if it's a big deal if they're gypsies. Which is interesting because they're just like regular people, though. Like, I know you're proud of your shit, but if you know that's going to be an issue, maybe you don't need to mention that. You know? I wouldn't mention it if I knew it was going to start up some shit. So, uh, so I wanted to see, because that show went off the air. So, like I was saying before, so guys and girls have different things. So sometimes girls who are not allowed to get married to a certain person, like if they don't have permission from their parents to get married, they run off. At 14 and 15 years old, they run off, get married, and come back, and that's it. And, like, it's a done deal. But, like, if the parents approve, then there's a big wedding, and then that show happens. <laughs> but boys, um, so boys are so, – so the gender roles are pretty simple in the fact that women are supposed to basically stay home, raise the kids, and the men go out and work. And I'm like, well, that's typical. <laughs> like – Way to modernize it, guys. <laughs> like all you see is them all you see is them cleaning the house and they love the smell of bleach because that means something's clean, blah blah blah. So this girl though was crazy because she's like, you can spend thousands of dollars going to a dentist and getting your teeth whitened, or you can just put some bleach on your toothbrush. This bitch put bleach on her toothbrush and brushed her teeth. I was like, yo, what'd she say? She goes, I'm just going to put some bleach on here. And I was like, oh, no, you put bleach in your mouth. She goes, you don't put a lot. You put like a diluted amount. And I'm like, girl, dilute your brain. What the fuck are you talking about? Like those bleach fumes got to you. (laughs) I was so annoyed. So, of course, that show is no longer on the air. And I tried to research why that was. So, of course, this, this one thing, I looked it up on, I Googled it, whatever. And... They, on In Touch Weekly, there was an article from January 13, 2018. So they're really still trying to figure this out, who knows how many years later, as to what happened with these bitches. (laughs) So it says that the former Gypsy star, Melly Stanley, and her ex-husband were arrested for an $18,000 coupon scam last month. What? Like, (laughs) what? Like, I need to know more about this. So let's see. 
Gypsy, uh, former Gypsy sister star Melly Stanley. Of course, I am Googling this as we speak. Star Melly Stanley extradited to Tennessee. First of all, extradited? Is that the right word? <laughs> Held on 350K bail. This was on June 13th, 2018. So let's see. Melly Stanley was arrested in Lexington, Kentucky on a warrant. The 28-year-old was booked for theft by deception, criminal possession of forged instrument, and unlawful access to a computer for a massive coupon scam at Toys R Us and Babies R Us. Wow. <laughs> Dude, what? She's been charged for this thing multiple times. Coupon fraud. Who does this? So it says... She was arrested in Kentucky in December, and at the time, law enforcement told TMZ that Melly allegedly pulled off a massive coupon scam at Toys R Us and Babies R Us and revealed that she and her husband, George Lee Jr., used counterfeit coupons to purchase $18,000 worth of items at both stores. Oh, my God. What a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Let's see. This isn't the first time the TLC alum tried to get away with coupon scamming back in 2014. She and her sister were reportedly busted for running a coupon scam at a North Carolina Target. Oh, my God. Like, what the hell? She, oh, my God. Her mother did the same shit. She did bank fraud. Lottie was her mother. She did nine years for it. Like, you would think you would learn from someone else's mistakes here. I guess not. But anyway, so that's one of the reasons why she's not around. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I was trying to figure out what happened here. And that's, well, that's not part of it. It says, so, I, you know, he's scrolling down the page. So part of it was Melly and her coupon scam, but that wasn't the main reason. TLC, I guess, didn't really care about that. It says TLC axed the show in July 2015 after four seasons. The party line per TMZ is that the network canceled the series due to declining ratings and a sense that it was time to move on. But coincidentally or not, the news came right after Melly Stanley's husband was arrested on felony animal cruelty charge for allegedly killing her puppy. Oh, God, this family is the worst. <laughs> this shit, this family is just the worst. It's funny to read and see and watch them fight each other and act like stupid asses. But guys, clean up your act clean up your act like people just don't learn I guess and that brings me to my next topic which is I'm going to make a title for my job have my own office and it's going to be called the not my fucking department department so you know I have to give you a story from work at least once a week so today and this was this was you're going to hear this tomorrow because I'm recording on a Wednesday night I know I'm getting bad at this but I'm still putting them out. <laughs> We're still here. We're still doing it. Episode 31. <laughs> so my new department is called the not my fucking department department. Or maybe not my fucking job department. So today around 2.30. 2.30. I think I was... I was just getting off off of lunch. Because I took a late lunch today. Because I had a cupcake at 11 like an idiot. And ruined my appetite for lunch at 12. So I ended up eating at 1.30. So I get an email from someone who works in MDS, which is the medical records department for my job. And they work in the facility. So she sent me an inner office email. And attached to it was a resident family, like it was a letter for resident families for a no contact policy. Because right now we're still closed. 
Like you can do outdoor visits, but you can't do inside visits. And at this point, it's been going well so far. So in the email from, from said MDS person, I was asked to convert a Word document from a PDF. Now, I know you guys know this because you guys are 31 episodes in with me. The, the Adobe, the version we have, does not allow for a conversion. Let me hear you say it with me. The Adobe version at my facility does not allow for conversion. Thank you. Thank you for repeating that with me. I don't know why I have to tell everybody, but I do. So I explained that I honestly wanted to hit her with some sarcasm because people got to wake up in this place and realize I don't work for everybody. So I explained to her, like I just said, repeat it with me. The version of Adobe at the facility does not allow for conversion. And I probably mixed up the words, but that's probably because I don't have that written down. (laughs) But that's all I said. I said I would have to type up the whole letter from scratch to satisfy her request. Thankfully, she emailed me back saying, don't worry about it. Because A, I don't work for her. B, I was having my own internal debate as to whether I should waste my time on this. C, I'm over being helpful and not getting properly compensated. That's the bigger issue here, is that I am still split between staff development and nursing admin, and I'm still getting the same pay. And I'm just like, I'm at the point with my job where I'm going to start saying no to things because I'm not getting enough money to do the job of 20 people. You know what I'm saying? And it's a county job and you have to justify, I guess, getting a raise or whatever because they don't have the budget for it. I don't really feel like putting in all that effort either. So it's like I can say no and just be like the bitch or I can say I don't know and look stupid. I think I would rather go with I don't know Because I'd rather look stupid than help continue to help and shit. Like, (laughs) that's where I'm at. It's like an internal struggle. I'm like freaking Macbeth having, holding the skull up or whatever and talking to it. Trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my day. (laughs) Oh my god. So anyway, like I said, I played stupid so that I wouldn't be asked to do any more stuff for that department. But I did direct her to the head of the IT department who might be able to help her with that. But instead of her saying... You know, thanks for thanks for pointing me right in the direction, right direction. What am I saying? She goes, "Don't worry about it." And I wanted to like pull her through the screen and be like, "What do you mean, don't worry about it?" But <laughs> whatever. So, I had a few other things besides that that I wanted to bring to light with this person. This person got this job by default. There was nobody up against her for that position for MDS. She just was given that position or maybe kept complaining too much about being a nurse care manager and just would rather deal with records or that's where they felt she should go, whatever. That being said, I need people to start figuring out their shit on their own. I'm not your personal assistant. I work for the director of nursing and that's it. And the assistant directors of nursing. Those are the two people I work for, and that's about it. That's all I have in me. I don't have anything else. I am stretched way too thin. And, oh, okay, here's another thing I just thought of. So, the nurse that's doing the swabs right now for the COVID testing had me fucked up yesterday, and here's why. (sighs) 
so one, so entering that information, remember I told you I had to enter all that lab requisition stuff in? I told you guys that? Well, she said, she told this one person who apparently their date of birth and their social security number was wrong in the system. So she sent them in my direction. And I was like, hmm, great. So I have an angry person at my desk as if I want to deal with fucking anybody today. And she goes, she sent me to you. Like she gave me the OD attitude as if I did something to her. And I was like, oh, God, (laughs) child. Um, Sign says I'm on lunch. You should leave your questions by the door and wait for me to get off lunch. Not come up to me as if I have free time for you because I don't. I have free time for my Lunchables pizza that I was trying to chill with at lunch, which clearly didn't happen because I was still interrupted. So now I have to get on the phone with customer service because, again, I'm someone who fixes my own problems. I'm probably the only one in my fucking job that fixes my own problems and everyone else's. So I get on the phone with our our contact person for Quest. She gives me a contact number and yet feels bad at the same time she gave me that information because she's like, I don't know if you're going to be on hold all day or what the story is going to be. So I get on the phone. The guy answers the phone so quick and handles the situation. I think I was on the phone with him for maybe five minutes and got into the account, merged the accounts, whatever, whatever, fixed it, called the chick back. And she was like, okay, thanks so much. And that was it. And I was like, all right, so you came over all angry for me to fix your problem in less than an hour, less than half an hour, actually. I delivered that shit quicker than a pizza, son. I should deliver pizzas. And I was like, this girl came over to me and was angry, and I solved her problem same day, and, you know, no credit. No credit where credit's due, just thanks and hangs up. And I'm like, oh, you're welcome for being so helpful to you. (laughs) Left empty and bored and angry. And that, not only that, now these stupid CNA certificates, oh my God, two of them weren't renewed and I had to call and speak to them and ask why. And of course, it's always someone gets married and never turns in their paperwork to change their name. So I'm like, oh, cool, more issues, more people I have to get in touch with who now have expired certificates. So the one chick that I sent a message to, because it was two, so one of them got back to me yesterday. And one of them got back to me yesterday. The other one got back to me today, meaning Wednesday. So Tuesday, Wednesday situation. So Wednesday, today, this chick gets back to me. I'm on the phone with her for 10 minutes. All I needed her to say was that she was going to fill out the paperwork, which I didn't leave for her. So now I fucked up. And the paperwork that she supposedly filled out (laughs) twice now. And I didn't leave the paperwork for her. And I forgot, but it's whatever. It's neither here nor there. Uh, I contacted the person at the Prometric company, which is the company that we use for the CNA certificates. Wow, I feel bad now. Anyway, it's going to be fine. The director of nursing is aware of the situation going on with Prometric. It's not going to be a thing. So she was talking to me about all this other stuff. And I think that's what what distracted me from not having the paperwork put out for her is that she was talking to me about so much extra shit. All I needed her to say to me was that she would fill out the paperwork again and bring in a copy of a marriage certificate and her license. That's it. I just need the stuff that has the name change on it. 
And she told me the story about how she's going away on vacation next week and how she's going to Lake George and the resort called her and that they wanted to make sure that she knew that they don't clean the rooms every day and that um, there's not going to be a lot of people on the beach and this and that and the hotel's not full because they're not allowed to be full because it's a private beach. And Dude, 10 minutes later, I wanted to stab myself in the eyes and like be taken to a hospital because I needed an exit strategy. And the first thing I thought of was inflicting pain on myself. Because at that moment, I thought I was bleeding from the ears. I would rather probably have bled from the ears and listen to that chick go on and on about her life. And then you hear her kids in the background. And all and to be honest with you, I heard myself for the whole conversation going, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, no, I know how that goes. Oh, yeah, I raised two sets of twins. No, I totally get it. I did it for 10 minutes. And then I was so happy that she hung up. (laughs) She hung up. And I was like, man, to, you know, be a child in that house. So chatty. (laughs) And then that brought me to this evening, which is right before I've recorded this. I am getting back into watching cartoons. And again, like I said in the beginning of the episode, I'm allowed my dumb time. (laughs) And this is Tom and Jerry, one of the classics on Boomerang. And then they showed showed the old school stuff and they showed the new stuff. The new stuff makes me uncomfortable. I like the terrible graphics from the original hand drawings. I don't care for this digital looking shit at all. It's too clear. My mind can't comprehend that this is Tom and Jerry because it's too fresh looking. So here's the thing. So I've seen this meme a bunch of times and it's basically Tom and Jerry on different sides of the picture. I don't remember exactly what it looks like, but it's basically that, you know, when you're a kid, you feel bad for Jerry, the mouse getting chased all the time by Tom, the cat. And I've never really thought about this that much, but I started to before I recorded this episode because I'm like, okay, so that's really interesting how when you're younger, you relate to this one character and when you're older, you relate to the other one. So when you're younger, I think this is why. This is my thoughts. And you can let me know what you think. But what I think is, is that when you're younger, you're a little chaotic and wobbly. And that's what I feel like Jerry is. Jerry is like the baby in this situation. And Tom is like the frantic adult that's trying to keep him from getting into shit. That's that's what I think is going on. So I think that that's why we relate to Jerry more is because he's a child and he just like fucking runs everywhere and destroys everything. And Tom is just trying to live his life. And then is like, oh, great. The fucking mouse is back. And he's ordered to get rid of the mouse. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Jerry just wants to have fun. And as kids, we all just want to get have fun and be adventurous and get into shit. And Tom is like the mean parent that's telling him, no, 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 you can't do that. And then as an adult, when you see Tom and Jerry go at it, you feel bad for Tom because Tom's probably old as shit. And is like, I don't want to be chasing this bitch ass mouse around all day, but I got to do what I got to do because I'm a cat. And... You feel bad for Tom because you're like, look at this bitch-ass mouse running up in his house like he owns the shit. Like, you live in a whole... You live... 
You have a hole in the wall. That's all your space. You can keep that space in the wall. You come out and you bring all this chaos and shit. I have to put you down. Like, <laughs> so that I can't really explain it better than that. Other than I think they're like adult and child. Like I said, like if that's the best way I can explain it, then hopefully you understand it. But Jerry, like Jerry's kind of a pain in the ass (laughs) as an adult. He is a pain in the ass. And, you know, if, if I didn't have asthma, I'd be running around like Tom does and chasing him too. And then when... When you're older, you're laughing at Tom. I mean, when you're younger, you're laughing at Tom who's running around getting hurt chasing Jerry. And Jerry's like (laughs) laughing in the corner. And you're like, ah, stupid cat. Now I'm like, ah, stupid mouse. Like, (laughs) it's just weird how the brain changes your perception of things and makes you realize other shit. Also, American Dad. So American Dad's a cartoon also. That's why I threw that in there. But American Dad, I've been watching too lately. Like, I rewatch. So there's certain things they say that when you first watch something, you don't really catch. So that's why I'm rewatching certain things. And I was watching it and I'm watching it with the boy. Um, and he's sitting next to me and he goes, this is really terrible. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I'm not watching it because it's good. I'm watching it because it's background noise. And I think it's silly and stupid. Again, this is my dumb time. Dumb down time. This is what I do with my evenings, afternoons, whatever. Whatever gets my creative juices flowing. That's disgusting also. Whoever came with that creative juices. Anyway. So my dumb time consisted of watching American Dad and consists of it now. I was just watching it before I was recording also. So it was Tom and Jerry and then American Dad. And now we're here. So he said that. He'll, he'll laugh with me though. So I don't, I didn't understand that. So I asked him, I was like, okay, so if you don't like the show, why are you laughing at it? And I know I'm going to misquote this, but he said, you know, the show itself as a whole is bad, but it has some pretty funny parts mixed in there. Like there's some decent parts to it, but the show overall is not the greatest. And I was like, all right, that's fair, but I'm still going to watch and laugh because stupid. <laughs> Roger's my favorite character. He's a pain in the ass alien who saves Stan's life at Area 51. So he now lives with Stan. And it's just, I think it's, I think he's hysterical. Like his, his revenge tactics to get back at people are so in depth and out of control. It's like, what kind of psycho? Like his his personality developed another personality and then they lived two separate lives. And then one, he was trying to get back at the other one for spending money on his credit card. It was hysterical. I was like, all right, now I'm getting lost. <laughs> because he, he tried to go buy booze and his card declined. And it was because his other personality had bought something with that card. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, this is weird. Like <laughs> that would never happen. But also the movie Split has happened. So what does that tell you? So my dumb time. And he'll laugh with me and he cracks up. And I'm like, all right, hating the show but loving the gag. I don't know. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so that's my uh, my downtime is basically on silly, stupid cartoons that have, you know, racial, racial undertones. <laughs> and, you know, like... Uh, homosexual undertones like (laughs) 
if that's PC to say, who knows? But, you know, it's Seth MacFarlane and he pushes the ticket on a lot of shit. So you can't even, you know, you can't even say that. <laughs> you can't even really be mad. So I saw another thing the other day and I'm trying to find it really quickly because it was the funniest story I'd seen on Facebook. So again, I'm trying to find it. The premise was really disgusting. I'm not going to be able to find it, am I? So this girl, so (laughs) it was the most disgusting thing and I'm still trying to find it. So give me one second. It was a story having to do with this girl sharing some information on her boyfriend well, her husband or whatever. And it was funny because one of the things they said was that, oh, so you look past all this and married him anyway? I found it. So this was posted by someone from a different group. So it says, this is the story I'm going to end the episode with because I had questions about this. So it says, okay, so my husband is turning me off. We've been married for two months. What should I do? He wears white briefs when I wash the clothes. When I was washing the clothes, the whole seat of his underwear had brown stains in them. It made me sick. Then once, I was riding him. Then after we were done and he got up, there was a brown streak where his ass had been on the bed. Oh, God. So I finally got some personal cleansing cloths and put them on top of the toilet. He never touched them. I finally mentioned the personal cleansing cloths. He got pissed and screamed in my face. He told me that a real man doesn't go in between his cheeks or spread them open for anything. Men do not spread their cheeks to wipe or clean. Nothing goes between them. (laughs) And the last line is, what needs to happen here? Suggestions, advice, no bashing. Um, hmm. (laughs) Can I just say that that's really disgusting? And I would have vomited on this person. Like, I don't know how you can marry someone without knowing their hygiene problems. I think that's a big red flag to me is you don't believe in wiping your ass correctly. I figured I'd leave you with that story because it's really disgusting. And, you know, if you had advice for what that person should do, maybe she shouldn't have married the guy and maybe she should, you know, make him wash his own underwear. Nobody wants to see brown streaks anywhere. If I had to, you know, pin that correctly. <laughs> like, uh, like, ew, I just, you know, how does that even, how do you not smell that? Like, during a sexual act. Like, you guys are smelling each other's body. Like, not for nothing, you're not intentionally putting your nose to their body while you're with them in a sexual, intimate nature. But at the same time, if... If he gets up off the bed and there is, like, a shit stain on the bed, you should have been smelling shit the whole experience. Unless you're nose blind. Which, there is no way you're nose blind to shit. That's all I have to tell you. Is that there's no way you're nose blind to shit. And that was an anonymous post. And I feel really bad for this person because I'm pretty sure she got bashed for that. Because I wouldn't have bashed her. I would have read the comments and laughed. But... Shit stains on a bed is get out of my house. That's what that is. That's a get the hell out of my house and my life because I don't know what you thought this was, but this is no longer. And, you know, my next question would be wondering if she has kids with this person because she better be teaching them hygiene issues. Don't do this is what I would be saying. 
because this will get you made fun of. And then I would go to the Facebook post where I put this story and I'd be like, you see all these damn comments laughing at me? Because I'm with the shit ass. <laughs> that, I feel bad for that girl. But that's, I don't think I've ever been in that situation. And if I have, I've left. Because I won't deal with that. I have hygiene issues of my own where sometimes I don't think I'm clean. And other people are like, you smell fine. Like, not shit. But like sweating and stuff. I'm like, I think I smell like shit or something. And I'll sniff myself. You know, you do the sniff test where you like raise your arm really quick and go. And then, oh, okay, that smells decent. Or you're like, oh, I got a shower or reapply deodorant or whatever. But I use that secret strength protection stuff because I sweat like a man. And with using that secret, um, what is it? I have it over here. As I get up, out. Yeah, clinical strength. That's what I use because... I don't really like the feeling of a wet shirt on me all day. And I'm telling you, man, I sweat like crazy. So I'd rather actually smell sweat than shitty ass if I had to be honest and try and compare the two. Like, I would rather smell someone who's sweaty because at least they're sweating out like their deodorant and stuff. So at least they still have a fragrance of smelling good than to smell shitty butt. Shitty butt is gross. (laughs) And this got out of control. But that is, that's, that's my episode for you guys. <laughs> uh, didn't quite make it to an hour, but that's okay. Um, had fun anyway. And stupid ass loud car driving by. But uh, yeah, so let me know if you'd rather, you know, put your nose to a swell, smetty, like smetty, sweaty armpit or want to smell streaky ass. Because, dude, <laughs> I have such a headache with that right now. Like, how, how does that girl live? Like, he doesn't put... Like, he said he won't go in between his cheeks because men don't do that. Like, okay. Apparently, someone raised you incorrectly is what I think because my mother always told me about baby wipes and baby wipes are amazing and clean you up and you're not walking around with swamp ass or an itchy ass or any of that. Like, that guy must smell. I feel so bad for everybody around him, especially people he works with. Like, how do you go out in public smelling like shit? That has to be how you smell. Like shit. God. People don't have common sense. That's what it is. And, you know, I bet you that family wears masks in the house. And they're like, well, we're we're not social distancing and none of us has COVID. Like, yeah, but you smell like shit. Like, (laughs) That's why they're wearing the masks in the house, because the lady can't take it. Could you imagine, you know, holding up someone's drawers like that, and you see that streak? How do you approach them on that? Besides saying, hey, idiot, you have a shitty ass. <laughs> I mean, I I really do not know anyone who is unclean like that. <laughs> I really don't. Like, I'm, I'm really thinking about it, and I really don't think I know anyone who doesn't know how to wipe their ass pr- appropriately. But that's her problem. I hope she gets her... I hope, it's, I hope it gets solved, to be honest with you. And my advice would be to just, you know, come out and tell him, like, hey, I didn't marry you so you can fuck up my sheets. That's what you say. Or I'd be like, I'm going to start throwing out your underwear. So when you have nothing left and you ask me where your underwear went, I would have been like, these are unreasonable to reuse because you shit all over them like a damn grown baby. There you go. He basically shits his pants. That's what I read in that. That streak, 
of shit in his underwear is him shitting his pants. So she married a baby. Good for her. <laughs> I wonder if, you know, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> I was going to say, I wonder if, uh, if he's going to wipe his kid's ass appropriately when they're in diapers. But, you know, we all know the answer to that. The wife is going to handle that situation. He's not touching that. But in any case, insane. That, you know, things you read, see, and watch, you know, it's just insane. Like, <laughs> I, I never understand how people can be unclean. Like, I've been around people who have smelled terrible years past. And it's just been crazy. Like, this one chick I used to work with smelled like, she smelled like sardines. And I didn't know what it was. And it was probably something having to do with her lady girl parts. <laughs> but... You can't say that to someone. I don't. I didn't barely knew the chick. She used to come over, and it used to just waft up. And I used to have to like take a second and be like, you know, I'm glad that my you know s- power of smell isn't that a hundred percent. Otherwise, I'd lose my fucking mind. Because the doctor I used to work for had death breath, like from fucking uh, drop dead Fred. And then the girl smelled like a walking sardine can. And then this other one, she she was she used to wear like musty perfume and it only used to smell worse as the day went on. And, you know, people who eat bad shit, too, and they like to breathe in your face like common sense. People smell yourself like I hate. Okay, so here's the thing. So I wash my hair every few days because curly hair. Well, fine curly hair sometimes, you know, you can't be washing and stripping your hair of all the essential oils and shit that you need for proper hair nutrition. And I know when I've reached my limit where I can, when I move my head, this is gross. When I move my head and the scent of my head stays on my face. Like if you move quick enough, you can smell your hair every so often. If I can smell my scalp, gross as it is, it's time for me to wash my hair. So that's where I'm at with that. <laughs> and, you know, I, I have a problem for sure with scent and stuff, but I'm telling you, I will not go out in public if I don't look decent or smell decent. So if I'm not prepared to go anywhere, you got to give me like at least an hour to like clean myself up. And that goes for everybody, including Laura. Laura knows for sure that when she asked me to do something, I'm like, what time are you trying to do this? Cause I'm nowhere near ready. That's like my immediate response to her. Kanye, I should call her Kanye Pepper. <laughs> but um, all right, as I've spiraled down, <laughs> I think this is good. I think this is a good spot to wrap it up. Uh, so kind of made it to an hour. Uh, this is me with the non-shitty ass, your host, Coco. And I want to wish my Coco immunity a happy 4th of July because that is the next holiday coming up. And I'll see you guys next week. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. And like I said, subscribe, rate, and review. Every uh, every thought counts. Uh, love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>